You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 58 with Maggie Magan. Small business owners, welcome to Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback form as well as ebook. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, type in Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Okay, so today we're going to try not to confuse you. The first book in our annual series came out in 2017, and that is the blue one. And we want to thank you for helping us become a number one bestseller. So for the first 56 episodes of this podcast series, we interviewed the 2017 authoring team. Now we've switched to our 2018 authoring team with the 2018 book being released in November 2018. And just so you can distinguish which one we're talking about in this podcast, it's the one with the emerald green cover. So today's conversation is with an author from the 2018 book. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> So hi, rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm the creator of the Brilliant Breakthroughs annual business book series and a number one bestselling author. I'm a master business coach and trainer and known as a small business success influencer. Today, we're honored to have a 2018 author, Susan McCustion, with us to talk about your business's people performance and how you're going to improve your cultural diversity and inclusion in your business. And before you go, uh, that doesn't apply to me, I wanna say, hold on, yes it does. This conversation and the chapter that Susan wrote is specifically designed for small business owners. So welcome Susan McCustion. Hey Maggie, thanks so much. Glad to be here with you today. Oh yeah, we're going to have some fun and we are going we always to- do. Yeah, we're going to put everybody into a really different mindset about their business because you and I both know most small business owners don't think about this stuff or think that it applies to them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, diversity, diversity and inclusion, it sounds like one of those things just for big businesses. And I know it's gotten to be a hot, um, a hot topic and um, especially with you know social media and some of the things that have been happening uh, lately with, with Starbucks and some other companies. And it's easy to focus on those big businesses, but the fact of the matter is diversity is everywhere. Um, diversity is just difference and it affects all of us. And I think it's one of those things that it's easy for small business owners to, to overlook and think it doesn't apply to them, but it absolutely does apply to them and the work that they do. Absolutely. So here's the good news, everyone. In the 2018 book, Susan's chapter is the fourth one, and it's titled Five Ways to Bring Compassion into Your Organization. And sometimes you're going to hear Susan say the word organization or company or business. 
And it really doesn't matter. All you need to do is think about your business because the same application is there. So Susan, you covered a lot of ground in your chapter. Well, at the same time, you only scratched the surface of the challenges that small business owners face when it comes to improving relationships within their business and its culture. Yes? I, I agree, absolutely. <laughs> I just God-sided her. A lot to talk about <laughs> with this. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, your chapter, really is is just like a foundational conversation to this whole um it's a casserole if <laughs> if you want to think about it of food so I really thought of it that way yeah yeah and it sort of makes sense considering we're talking about diversity right <laughs> but what i want to do is begin the conversation by asking you what the difference is between the eeoc diversity and inclusion, because I think a lot of people don't even know some of these basic things. I am appreciative that you helped me understand them better than what I did. Yeah. So yeah. bring it on. All right. You got it, Maggie. Um, so I think these three terms in particular tend to get, tend to get confused. They get mashed together a lot, um, but they really are three distinct terms. So first of all, EEOC, or the EEO, the Equal Employment Opportunity, uh, that is all about non-discrimination. And it's the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that, um, um, that uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, takes care of all that stuff, monitors all that stuff. And so if you've got 15 or more employees, you need to comply with all of the non-discrimination laws of the EEOC, except for age. So uh, that one where we say uh, you can't discriminate against uh, people over the age of 40. Once you hit 20 employees, you can add age non-discrimination onto that. So you don't have to be a very big business to be affected by the EEO laws. Okay. But no matter... Yeah, yeah. But no matter what size company you are, even if you're a sole proprietor, you've got to deal with diversity. That was what I had said in my opening remarks, right? It's all, you know, at a basic level, diversity is difference. That's all it is. If you put two people in a room, you've got diversity. I don't care what they look like. I don't care where they're from. Two people in a room, you've got diversity. Okay. There's whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, back that up and explain <laughs> that for a moment, because I, I know what you're going to say, and I think it needs to be said. So go ahead and explain how two people in a room means diversity, because if I say, I'm here and you're there, and I'm a woman and you're a woman, and, and we're, we're both white, and we're both about the same age, yeah, right? Right, right, yeah. Right. But, but there's always diversity is different difference, right? I think uh, you you were grew up in a rural area, is that correct, Maggie? Yes. I, I in Wisconsin, yes. Yes. I grew up out in Las Vegas, so I grew up in more of an urban area, not big urban when I grew up out there, but more <laughs> urban definitely than rural Wisconsin, right? So there's going to be that difference. Um, what did you study um, in in school, Maggie? Uh, a couple things business, psychology, marketing, 
Okay. Okay. I didn't study any of that. I actually studied mathematics. I've got a master's degree, two years post-grad in mathematics. Oh, so, God bless you. <laughs> so from that perspective, right, we've got, we've, we've, um, you know, we've got diversity. So there's so many things that I can, you know, we can talk about in terms of diversity. You know, lots of times we think about diversity in terms of EEO. You know, EEO, see, they look at race, gender, age, all of those protected kinds of classes. But there's many layers to diversity. Where we uh, grew up, um, what we studied in school, uh, our religion adds to our diversity, certainly if we if we are a religious person or not. Our marital status, um, you know, our, our parental status, right? All of those things add to our worldview and who we are, and all of those things add to our individual diversity. Okay, so now I interrupted you while you were really starting to set up everything, and I, I felt it was important to do that because when you're sharing the word diversity, it's really simple. All we need to do in our head is translate that to difference. Mm-hmm. hmm Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very, very broad definition, and diversity is difference, period. And I think that's where... Um, people, businesses, organizations get really hung up because uh, they, they get stuck about around this idea of diversity and that it means a particular kind of person. Um, but really diversity is everybody. Everybody has differences. Okay. okay? So yeah. when we think about then their inclusion, right? That's really what we want to get to um, within our businesses and organizations. Inclusion is different from diversity. Inclusion is about how we connect people in an environment of respect so that their knowledge and experience can be leveraged within the business. Oh. And so inclusion really require, requires attention and intention because there are historic and systemic issues that we've got to deal with and because not everybody has always had equal rights. Um, and so you can have a business that's diverse, but people don't necessarily feel included. And at the same time, you can have an inclusive business that isn't very diverse. And so these are very distinct terms. And, and we want to make sure that we're paying attention to both of these things, especially as our businesses grow. Okay, that makes sense. So thank you for cracking the nut open a little bit. And I, I guess the question, because we we started this conversation by saying this is a conversation for small business owners. So Susan, you being the expert in this, why should small businesses care about diversity? Diversity. I want to say difference now. Um, Go ahead. We all know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. And inclusion. And, and how can they benefit from what is commonly referred to as DNI, diversity and inclusion? you know, from what it has to offer. So what's the gain with all this? Yeah. So, so first off, um, diversity is unavoidable. It doesn't matter if uh, you're a sole proprietor, if you've got 50 employees, 500 employees, 5,000 employees, diversity is unavoidable. Our communities are diverse. So our employees are going to be diverse and our customers and our clients are going to be diverse. Inclusion, on the other hand, is optional. But when we get the two of these things working well together, 
study after study shows that businesses that are diverse and inclusive not only have more engaged employees, but they're also more innovative. So that means that those businesses are going to be building better products and services for their customers and their clients. And, and as a result, they're going to corner the marketplace and become leaders in their space. Oh, okay. So because they have employees that have varied backgrounds and experiences, they can be looking at the same product or service through many different lenses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, the, and then the company wins because they're creating something superior. Absolutely. Yep. That's how it works. But the key to all of this though, Maggie, is that how well a team works together depends on the leader. And so if the team leader values diversity and knows how to manage it well, those teams are more productive and innovative than the teams where the team leader doesn't value diversity or know how to manage it. And, and we all know in small businesses, the team leader, it's, the owner, usually the owner, right? right? The head of the organization. And so in a small business, it's, it's in the owner's best interest to learn how to effectively manage diverse teams and build inclusion. Okay, now that makes sense because everybody follows the leader. Mm -hmm. so if the leader practices these um, principles and that you share in your chapter, Mm -hmm. they're going to build a better team mm -hmm. and their business's performance is going to improve. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. There's this other word out there that I, I would love for you to unpack in this particular podcast, since we're breaking down some definitions and you do that extraordinarily well in your chapter and that you have a glossary for everybody. So I want to say kudos to you because I was like, Oh, this is so cool. It's like a cheat sheet. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that was neat. But this other word is a hot topic in the news lately and it is bias. Right. Yeah. And, and how might bias be affecting our ability to build a more successful business, Susan? Yeah, yeah, bias. That is not only a hot topic, it's a, it's a word that uh, people just do not like. Uh, the unfortunate part of the work that I do is that there are, are words that, that people interpret as negative, and bias is one of those words. Um, I often hear people say, oh, I'm not biased, you know, and as if it's bad to be, to be biased. Um, what I tell everybody is get over it. You're biased. <laughs> Just get over it. Okay, so um, I'm it. biased. You're biased. Whoever's listening to this, you know, they're biased. It's the way our brains work. Our brains gather together information and they make decisions based off of, of prior information. And so they, they group that information together and we make decisions very, very quickly based on prior information. And that's what bias is. Bias is a preference for a particular way of doing things. So like we replace diversity with difference, we can replace bias with preference. Um, and the thing is, there's nothing. <laughs> there that's go. cool right? There's nothing inherently wrong or bad about being biased. Like I said, it's, it's just human nature. 
Rather, it's the actions that we take as a result of bias that are problematic. And we can't overcome bias until we admit that we're biased, right? Always the first step is, right, recognizing the problem, right? And, and admitting and owning it, sure. You know? and, and so we have to start to, to recognize those situations where our bias interferes with our ability to be impartial and to do our jobs well, because the actions that we take as a result of bias could make or break our businesses. Wow, you know, as, as you're talking about this, I, I wanna ask you, what is an example of how this plays out in a small business, you know, bias? And I think I got one that is really unexpected because it's, it's sort of not people related. Okay, let me hear. If, if we say bias, which yeah, I agree, we have a negative connotation around that as a society, but when we shift it to preference, it, it opens up a very different conversation in my mind because I can say, oh, there's a bias in technology. Mm -hmm. Are you a PC or are you an Apple? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's a preference. Yep. So it does show up. Mm-hmm. And even though that's not a direct human experience, even though we're all interfacing with that tech, um, it is a great example. But, but, but let me take that just a step further. So suppose I'm a PC person and I go work for a business that's all set up on Apple and I'm not familiar with Apple and Apple technology and, and, and things like that, right? Then, then that interferes with my ability to do my job and how am I being um assessed in terms of my performance you know am i getting adequate you know training to to teach me the skills i need to learn to you know be proficient with with the apple and so that it, it's part of diversity and difference it's part of you know part of bias and and preference as well so yeah yeah you know what and i want to take this further because there is a tech training that i go to uh -huh. from time to time and a majority of the users uh, the people who are in the class are um apple users mm -hmm. and i'm not mm -hmm. and they give me crap all the time about this and yet in the particular software that we're learning i'm one of the power users yeah you know so i got a good handle on what's going on just because i'm doing it on a different platform but they really bust my chops. Yeah. And it's like, sheesh. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, okay, already, are we done? Can we get yeah. back to why we're here? So I, I love this example because, um, you know, it gets back to the, the whole idea around diversity, inclusion, and, and, and even cultural competence. I didn't even define that. You can guess competence is a skill. So, you know, how do we work with people who, who are different from us. And, you know, if we've never been to exposed to different people, different groups of people, whether it's, you know, race, religion, location, you know, if we've never been exposed to those people, we're not going to know much about them. We're going to deal with them from a more stereotypical point of view. Um, and we might make judgments about them and, you know, things like that. Right. And, and in, in some ways, you know, it, is it our fault? We've not been exposed to them. Well, 
not necessarily, but again, now that we're aware of it, we can be more conscientious about that, make sure that we're interacting, make sure that we're, you know, being aware um, of the biases that we're bringing in, slowing down. To me, this, the big part of this work is discernment and asking questions. So slowing down our thought process, discerning what's going on, and, and asking, you know, asking better questions to help educate ourselves in, in new and, um, you know, unusual situations for us, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is so cool because, oh, there's so much involved with this. Yeah, and, there is. And, and you you wrote an excellent chapter. Um, and I, I would like to ask more, and I know you have more to share, but the good news is we're going to get to hear from you for like another five or six times throughout the year. Lucky you. <laughs> 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 okay, oh, man, anybody listening and doesn't know me <laughs> that was very facetious <laughs> yeah it, it it has an ominous filter <laughs> so you know the, the good news is listeners that we're going to unpack this more over the next year and if you want to learn more on how to engage with author susan mccustion Start by reading chapter four in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And this is volume two, the emerald green cover, which is 2018's version. And then gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation Susan is offering you on her author page at the end of the chapter. Plus, I want to let you know, she is loaded on social media. She's got it all going on. Okay. so. The good news is at the end of the chapter, there's a list of all of her different social handles for you to go ahead and connect with her. And here's something else that's really cool for you to know is right now you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Susan McCustion by going to the books app. It's Brilliant Biz Book. And that's all one word, Brilliant Biz Book. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're an Apple or a PC. Go to your <laughs> app store. <laughs> or Android or iPhone. <laughs> right, right. It, it doesn't matter. Just go check out Brilliant Biz Book. Because what you'll do is you'll see that all the podcasts are there. You'll see all of our blogs are there, any events that we have, as well as anything about the books and the author. It's where we hang out. And there's something really cool on that app is we have something called Ask an Expert. You can see Susan McCustion's name. And I keep saying McCustion because we also have another author by the name of Susan. And today it's, it's Susan M's moment. Okay. <laughs> so if you would go to Ask an Expert, you can click on her name and type your question in and she'll reply back to you. Won't you? Sure, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of, of course I will. Of course, of course. She's she's laughing right now because she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm hearing this. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. So absolutely, absolutely. no. I would love. I would love to. You, you can probably tell. I've I've just I've been doing this work for a while and uh, over 20 years now, and I just I love it and I love helping. Um, you know, people understand it better, and uh, so feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Right. Thus the ask an expert. <laughs> and, and this is your game. You make me step up my game in this area. So thank you for that. Um, 
I, I want to thank you for your time and wisdom sharing today, Susan. Absolutely, Maggie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to see what we're going, where we're going to take everybody over the next year. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to it. Absolutely. Okay, so listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you can learn more about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Until next week, shine brightly.